Blog Talk Radio. for joining me tonight. This is Danielle Adams, and you have tuned in to Mostly Business. And I'm really so happy to have the opportunity to bring this show to you and to bring this content to you. So we're going to jump right on in. Uh, First, I just want to tell you a little bit about the show and about what I do as a certified professional coach. Uh, What I do is I help bring leaders and entrepreneurs back from the brink of burnout. And this work is so important to me because in my life and times, I have burned out a time or two, and I know firsthand the effects that this has on your relationships, on your well-being, and, of course, also on your business. Also, as a manager myself, I have learned how to detect this burnout in my peers, my coworkers, and my direct reports. Sometimes you have people who will just come right out and say it to you, but then there are times when people just have not quite yet picked up on the fact that they're just not clicking with something in, in their life. My mission is to positively impact your leadership potential by getting you plugged back into being the powerhouse that you are meant to be. So I'm glad that you joined me tonight. I would like to dedicate this episode tonight to my first team of employees, my 11 to 7 call center crew that I had some many, many years ago. They would know exactly who they are when they hear that term. So I want to thank each and every one of those individuals for helping me to grow as a professional, as a manager, for giving me so many triumphs and challenges. And I also thank you all for giving me so much to, to be inspired by. So I thank each and every one of those people. So next up, I would like to just pull something straight from the headlines. There is absolutely no way that we can sit here and have this conversation tonight without touching a little bit on the election that just took place last night. Um, There is something that's so, so important to gain from this experience. And without going into all of the, the rabbit hole of the good, the bad, the ugly, regardless of opinion or who you voted for, you have to understand that an election is the power of choice. And you are always in power of utilizing your choices when you are fully aware of who you are and what it is that you want. Now, you may sometimes feel that your choice has resulted in a mistake. (laughs) And I want to assure you that this is a natural feeling. However, what if I were to tell you that you cannot make a mistake? You can only make a choice with the set of information that you have before you at that current time. So even though things may feel like it has not gone the way you would like for it to have gone, understand that you either win or you learn. And this is a situation where you have utilized your choice. If you have exercised your choice, 
then you can only accept that you made that choice based on the information you had at that time. And from that, moving forward, we learn. Also, this is a great time for us to reflect on self-awareness. I think it's very important for all of us to really tap into what makes us who we are. And I think that as you scroll through your social media feeds and you read a lot of the different reactions to the election, it is bringing up a lot of self-awareness. I know it, it may have brought it up for you. It definitely brought some things up for me. And I definitely made a resolution today that no matter what the outcome, I can't be attached to that. I have to focus on how I can be a, a part of the solution instead of the problem and also where I can tap into my, my own personal power in being able to find opportunities alongside of the challenges. So these are some things that, that we can definitely reflect on at this current time. So tonight I would like to jump into our primary question, which is, how are you living in that dead-end job? Now, this is not a judgment, okay? So if you think that your job is really pretty good, that's fine. We can remove the dead-end phraseology from that thought process. But let's still take a look at what really motivates you to stay in a situation, whether it's your job, it could even be a relationship of some kind that, that really is not serving your life and serving your purpose. So specifically when it comes to your job and your work, it is very difficult for us to feel fully engaged in something that we are not in intimately attached to. And there have been so many different studies on, on what theories would conclude we are motivated by, okay? So we are motivated by anything from sense of security, it could be uh, social affiliation or the relationships that, that you would reach in your job. Uh, it could also be a sense of esteem or achievement. And here again is that word power. Some people are ultimately motivated by having a sense of power. Now here again, this is where you can look at this word in two different ways. I think a lot of people associate a negative connotation with the word power. And really, if you break it down, power is just the energy with which you perform an activity, an act, or a thought. So when you look at it from that perspective, power is only energy, and, and you can actually break that down into what some people will perceive as good or perceive as bad, but ultimately it's like when you turn on the light switch, okay? You have those light switches on the wall. Those are charged by what? Power. And whether you flip it on or flip it off determines whether or not your room is illuminated or not. So from here you would say, okay, well, what does that have to do with whether or not I stay in what could be perceived as a dead-end job. Well, this would depend on what level of commitment you currently are in. So this is actually how you would ultimately measure 
your job satisfaction. And this may sound very technical, but when you're looking at it from a place of self-assessment, this is how you can actually kind of tap into how your manager is even looking at your own performance and how they are, are intuitively measuring your interactions and your performance in the workplace. So there's one level of commitment. This is called effective commitment. And this is where you ultimately have an affection and an affinity for your job. This is characterized by loyalty and by deep emotional attachment and concern for the organization. This is I love my job mode. You, you, know, you get up in the morning, you feel pumped, you're motivated, you are ready to go. There isn't anything you wouldn't do for this job. You're going to sacrifice yourself. You may even sacrifice your, your family or your loved ones for the sake of this job. You'll do any and everything for it because you are so strongly and so passionately committed to it. Okay, the next level is called continuance commitment. And in this level, you are looking at a fear of loss. So this is where your attitude might sound something like, I, I can't afford to leave. This is when you start reevaluating your wages, how, you know, how much your salary is, your benefits, the amount of time and effort that you have put into sustaining this job or creating this career path for yourself, you may also begin to look at your seniority because that's important too. If you've been with a company for a number of years, then you have been able to build up relationships and you've built a track record and tenure for yourself. So that's often something that is really difficult to give up because you probably worked pretty hard to achieve that level of seniority in the first place. Uh, there's also a level of respect that comes with seniority. And that, although may be ego-driven, you have to also realize that it has its benefits as well. And this is not just from a place of being narcissistic or self-involved, but you can really get a lot accomplished at that level. The other thing you could be afraid of losing would be your social relationships. How many times have you worked at a job and you just love the people? You really, really love the people. I mean, I've worked for companies where no matter what could have gone wrong in a day, because of my team or because of my coworkers and the people that I adored, it made it so hard to leave. So these are your work friends, right? How many of you out there have a work wife or a work husband, even if it is at the ire of your spouse? <laughs> you, you adopt people into your life when you're at work. You spend the majority of your day while you're there. So giving up those relationships, giving up that support system can feel like such a painful thing, a, a painful loss that you're not ready to endure. And at the continuance commitment level, you're also weighing your options. At this point, this is where you are pulling out the old scale and saying, okay, let's, let's you know, put some things in column A and some things in column B. 
maybe the health benefits aren't that good, so who cares if you leave? But on the other hand, the salary is outstanding, so it makes up for that. Or maybe you're looking at your commute and the length of time that it takes for you to get to your job in the morning. If you have a three-minute commute, which once upon a time I used to have, and it was great, but you're trading that off for an hour and 15-minute drive in traffic, (laughs) it, it may make your decision a little bit easier to make. These are all things that you're looking at. You're looking at fear of loss and usually the loss of something that is a benefit to you. Now, the last level of commitment is called normative commitment. And this is your sense of obligation to stay in your job, okay? This is where you're typically feeling like you're stuck. Or you may be telling yourself, I should stay, which is a judgment upon yourself. You may feel like your loyalty has now become this obligation and you wouldn't want to let somebody else down by leaving or you would not want to let the company down by resigning your position. There are so many different ways to look at this, and the I'm stuck level of commitment is definitely not the most well-intended version because ultimately you are probably sacrificing most of yourself and your needs and your wants. And at this level, you're just not, creating a an atmosphere that is sustainable. So from here, let's talk a little bit about the things that keep us stuck. Now, there are moments where you are going to take a look at the job and criticize the job for being the dead end. That's why you're stuck. That's why you're not happy with your job. That's why you don't want to get out of bed in the morning and you absolutely drag and dread going into work. You will complain to anyone who will listen. You will use that hour and 15-minute long commute to tell anybody who will listen to you whine about it. Does that sound like you? Okay. If that's the case, then it's probably not the job that's the dead end. It's your attitude about it. All right. So let's talk about some of the four power outages that that we all tend to struggle with from time to time. Okay. Now, I like to say that that you have mail, so to speak. (laughs) And this this is a way to remember by acronym what these different things are. Okay. Now, one thing is your monster. The M is the monster. This is your inner critic. And the reason why I say this is your monster because it's kind of like that song, that, that Rihanna, Eminem song, your friends with the monsters inside of your head. Your inner critic is an attempt, in an attempt to protect you, will keep you from moving forward. This is completely an internal block. And what it's ultimately telling you is you're not good enough. This block will keep you small, and this will definitely short out your power in a second. The next thing that you want to watch out for in the mail is your assumptions. Now, assumptions are rooted in what has happened to you in the past. This is a deeply personal block that is different for everyone. You will believe that because something happened before, it will happen again. 
And this block is something that at some point or another you have grown to accept about life, about yourself, about the world, about the people in it, all of these things, and it limits you in some way. So a great example of of this type of power outage is that introverts can't be leaders. We've all heard that before. Now, some of the ways that you can actually recharge yourself in these situations is by asking yourself the question, how true is that belief really? And you can actually evaluate what your feelings are around that, and you can start to unravel and unwrap some of that onion. Now, the next part is interpretations. These are the stories that we make up about a situation. These are usually an opinion or a judgment that we've created about an event, a a situation, person, or an experience, and at this point we have determined that we believe this to be true you will actually see a lot of generalizations or stereotypes built in under this category. So this will ultimately sound like, I guess she doesn't like me because we've already made up a story about the situation. So think back to a time when you have actually applied this to protect yourself from feeling like you were hurt in the workplace. Now remember, Nothing has meaning until we give it meaning at this level. So you have to start looking at another way of looking at things. And here again, this is where you can recharge this power outage. You can ask yourself, what is another way of looking at that? Or think of it from outside of yourself. What would someone else, what would your spouse or your best friend say about that particular situation? Now you can start to rewrite it a little bit. The last thing is limiting beliefs, and this is where your beliefs actually hinder you in some way. These are the things that you have come to accept about life, about yourself, and it limits you in other ways. So this would sound like leaders are tough. (laughs) There are a lot of beliefs, of course, that we all have that either help or hinder us. There are those that unfortunately sound a lot more like, I would say, self-fulfilling prophecies. You've heard that term before. So here again, you just need to flip that switch and reframe the belief so that you can begin to change how you're seeing things. Okay, so those are the four major items that usually tend to hold us back. Those are the power outages. I talk about those frequently. So please uh, keep, a, keep a note, a mental note about those. Bookmark that somewhere in your brain. We'll probably talk about that again another time. So from all of these things, let me tell you, my personal story is, is something that's very easy to unpack for you, okay? So I'm going to break this down. And I like to joke and say this is how I went from ecstatic to eliminated. <laughs> I had a fantastic job in, in financial services, and I, I had actually at one point, to, <laughs> to my chagrin, I actually publicly declared that I love my job. I actually got up during one of those town hall meetings. I'll never forget this. And I was so pumped and so emphatic. I had 
so had the Kool-Aid. I loved the flavor. I went back for seconds, and I got up during the meeting, and I was just like, yeah, I love my job. And I'll tell you what, I meant it. It was 100% true. I felt it down in my heart. I was attached to it. I was passionate about it. That's that effective commitment level that we were talking about earlier. I was all in. So this was definitely my thing. I was really, really into this job, and it spoke to me. And I I got to a point where it started to even define me. A lot of people used to associate me with that company and vice versa. So I was all in. Now, let me tell you something. This company was great. I had a great experience. I I gained a lot of great experience working there, and I had fantastic benefits. I mean, this is the kind of place where you had everything paid for. You had your health benefits, your medical, your vision. You had 401K. You get all the good stuff. You have an on-site gym and a cafeteria. How could you go wrong with any of this great stuff? Not to mention, you put me in a situation where I have food that is on site right in the same building. I'm a happy, happy lady. (laughs) So this was a fantastic setup. Now, I was there for a good bit of time, and I did what I tell people all the time. I did not leave any money on the table. Any opportunity that I was given, I took, and I ran with it. Now, While I worked for this particular company, I ended up changing positions quite a few times, and this is how I was able to gain experience, touch different areas of the business, and totally expand my job knowledge, and it worked very well for me. I was able to also interact with people from different areas of the business and different parts of the organization. So I spread out my network, and I was able to put those things into play at different points and, of course, use some of that seniority, because I was there for a while, to to get certain things accomplished for the the members that I served and for the customers I served. So this was really a great great setup for me. Now, when I changed positions to take that new opportunity, it was a risk. I was well aware that this was a risk, and I took the gamble. Now, I'm going to fast forward this story for you before we run out of time. And I worked for a manager at one point that I really had a lot of difficulty trusting, and I didn't respect at some point. Now, This is where I kind of slipped into that continuance commitment mode, all right? You see that? And I wasn't quite stuck. I wasn't quite at that normative commitment level, but I was weighing my options. And I'm starting to explore what was this position really doing to serve my career? What was it doing to get me to the next level? There were still things that I could take advantage of, but yet job for some reason just wasn't really speaking to my soul anymore. And there were just things that were changing that were no longer serving me and what I was passionate about doing. My purpose was no longer being fulfilled. So this is the part where I'm really going to fast forward because it gets worse. But I'm going to save that detail for you for another episode, okay? This is just where the fear starts to set in for me because my security was threatened. Now, as I 
made the choice to leave, I had to ask myself the question, do I stay or do I go? This is a question that you need to ask yourself, okay? If you are looking at your work situation and wondering, do I stay or do I go? This is the time for you to start evaluating your commitment level, okay? You have the tools to do that now, so start really reevaluating where you are in terms of your motivation to do this work. Why are you getting up in the morning? Are you dragging and dreading when you're getting out of bed? Are you whining and complaining to your friends or anybody who will listen? Are you starting to talk to people when you go out to the supermarket and just tell them how you hate your job? It's time to go. Maybe. But you have to figure that out for yourself, okay? Then you have to look at what's stopping you. Do you have mail? Is it your monster that's talking to you? Do you have assumptions or interpretations or limiting beliefs that are wrapped up around why you're staying in your job? You need to figure that out. And then the next thing you have to do is figure out what is it that you want? What do you want? It's always easier to figure out what you don't want. So if you're stuck answering the question about what it is that you actually want, then I want you to back into it another way. Write down everything you don't want. Write down everything that you don't like about your job. Make a list. Write it down. And don't hold back. Write it in your words, in your tone, in your voice, just the way you would say it, okay? And then walk away from it. Take that piece of paper, I want you to fold it up and put it in the drawer. Go to bed, get up tomorrow, go to work, do what you need to do. Then when you've cleared your mind, I want you to come back, get the list out, and then I want you to rewrite each one of those items of the things that you don't want and rewrite them from a positive perspective, okay? So I'm going to give you a quick example. If you wrote on your list, I hate working for a disrespectful SOB of a boss, then I want you to take that and turn it into, I want to work for a mutually respectful and kind leader. Okay? That's just an example of what that might sound like for you. Ultimately, once you sit down and you write out your list, you're going to be able to reevaluate and answer for yourself whether you stay or whether you go. Once you have that part mapped out, boom, it's time to make a plan. And I love to hatch a plan. So with that, I would like to just leave you with a parting quote, and that is, we do not see the world as it is. We see it as we are. That's by Anais Nin. It's really important to realize that the world isn't working against us. It's sometimes that we're working against the world because we're not seeing ourselves for who we are. So when you totally tap into your self-awareness about yourself, what you're passionate about, what it is that you really want, then you'll be able to see the world much differently. So that is it for Mostly Business tonight. And I thank you so much for tuning in. 
If you enjoyed our first episode, I happily invite you to please join the CleanSweetCoach.com community. You can connect with me by subscribing to my email list. You can get our blog updates that way. I am hoping that you will follow us on social media. You can find me just about anywhere. Look for Queen Sweet on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, Pinterest. I'm everywhere, honey, so you definitely cannot miss me. (laughs) And, of course, I want you to tune in and subscribe to our future episodes together. I look forward to having many, many more chats with you, and our future episodes, of course, are going to invite you to call in with your questions, and I look forward to interacting with you at every opportunity. So I hope that you have gotten something from this talk tonight. I look forward to seeing you again on and around the board, and I hope you have a great, great night. Thank you so much for tuning in.